lighthouses always have a certain mystique about them, don't they? Yes. There's something unique. <laughs> well, you asked a question. I'm sorry. Were you not expecting me to answer? This is all saying in. There's something unique about the idea of living on a rocky outcrop far away from anyone else with nothing but the sea and the slowly revolving light above you to keep you company. For hundreds of years, man has been lighting fires on top of platforms to guide ships, but none have had a mystery quite as enduring as the Flannan Isles Lighthouse. The lighthouse at Aylan Moor was home to three men in December of 1900. By the end of the year, it would be home to none. What happened on this isolated rock? The truth is, nobody's quite sure to this day. Spoiler. So this week, the Cheeky Boys are going to take a swing at solving a 123-year-old mystery. Are we solving the mystery? I mean, maybe. Nice. Well, hello, boy. Hi, boy. It's another mystery. And it's taken us five minutes to get through the intro. (laughs) Is it going to be a mystery at the end of this episode or are we solving it tonight? Oh, look, let's just say- I think there's an answer, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not certain. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Have, you, gonna, he- have gonna, you heard of this one? I have, yes. Mm. Yeah. I knew that you had, but it's a good story. It's still a good story. And I, it's a fun one. My memory needs refreshing, so. Yep. I will run you through it. I'll tell you what triggered my thinking of this story. Yeah. Yesterday was Australia Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bree and I went, let's do something. And so she went, oh. I've heard there's a lighthouse at Cleveland. I went, oh, okay. Sean told me this when I was getting my head cut this yeah. afternoon. I don't know where this is going. And so we're like, oh, cool. Let's go have a look at the lighthouse at Cleveland. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, it's the old Cleveland lighthouse, mm-hmm. right? And so we do this big drive down to Cleveland. We yep. see this absolute crackhead almost run into me and then run into someone else and then drive off. The anticipation's building. Yeah, seeing this like, awesome oh, lighthouse. You know, we're just yep. about to come around the corner. We're going to see this lighthouse. And I'm like, oh, I can't see it yet. Where is it? Oh, it must be here somewhere. And then like a tr- like we drive past a tree and I'm like, is is that the lighthouse? It's like four meters high. It's yeah. so small. Yeah. It's like, oh, Bree keeps going like, it's not four meters. It's like maybe five meters total. Yeah. There's trees next to it that are taller than the lighthouse. Yeah, your um, stereotypical really tall lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really exist that much. No, they're, they're not that. Most of the ones I've been to on the coast of Queensland where we live have only been these four meter ones. Granted, yeah. they're on top of a cliff or a hill next yeah. to the beach, so they are high. Yeah, but they're compared only to the like, ocean. Yeah, but they're, they're not. They're, they're pretty. Yeah, they're not. They're not the stereotypical <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's, 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 we could not stop laughing. We saw, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? This it? Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Come on, baby, light my fire. Nice. And there was actually a fire. Mm. So, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what triggered me um, thinking about this story. Yep. And then the story that I was going to do turned out to be really hard to write, so I gave up. Oh, really? Yep. You want to no. You gonna keep My- that in your pocket? Yeah, I'll keep it in the pocket. Cool, cool. So, we both called audibles in the last two episodes. Yeah, you we changed did. your mind, I changed my mind. Yeah. And that wasn't half an hour ago either. No. We finished. We've just had a tasty meal. Succulent, Succulent Chinese. Succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> we should have got Chinese. <laughs> Instead, we got Maccas. <laughs> no, that's McDonald's for our overseas listeners. Yes. <coughs> What's this lighthouse all about anyway? Let's start with the Flannan Isles themselves. So yeah. not the lighthouse. Uh, Scotland? Yes. Yes. They are a set of rocky islands that are northwest of the coast of Scotland. 
Did I just say yes to Ireland? No, I, I said Scotland. Yes Scotland. Good. They are. 30, they are an island. They are an island off of Scotland, off the coast of Scotland. Not Ireland. Not Ireland. But an but island. They are an island. Correct. And they're near Ireland. Right. They are thirty-two kilometers away from the closest major land, so which they, is not Ireland. No, but they are an island. They are. It is a large island. <laughs> yes. Off the coast of Scotland, which is right. not Ireland, but is somewhat near Ireland Sh- compared to here. Sure. Okay. Yep. So they're thirty-two kilometers away, uh, and they aren't exactly. Uh, so the the Flannan Isles, not exactly a bustling metropolis. In Flannan, fact, Flannan Isles. Island. Oh. Isles. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Because Isles made is up proof. of a number of islands. Right. Yes. What are we doing? <laughs> they are completely. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they are completely uninhabited, even in these times, uh, the 1900s. That is, aside from the lighthouse keepers that would stay to tend to the lighthouse. The islands, that is the Flannan Isles Islands, have had a history of being visited that goes back as far as the 1700s, though, uh, perhaps further, with shepherds sailing their flocks to the isles to graze on the grass there. I'm assuming in boats, they didn't just jump on the back of a they bunch of sheep. They did not. Uh, sheep do not float. No, okay. Yeah. Wool floats, doesn't it? Wool floats, sheep don't. Oh, that's weird. And you, Since sheep you, are covered in wool. Yes. You could get on wool and float to the island. What are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to get back into the island island joke, okay. uh, but uh, that's past. So let's move on. The island, oh, sorry, the isles uh, were oh. said to have mysterious powers Ooh. over the sheep that ate there, with sheep giving Ow. birth to twins okay, and recovering from illness faster than normal. Mm. So good powers. Good powers. Mm. But the shepherds wouldn't stay overnight, though, fearing that the same spirits that helped the sheep would harm the shepherds. Well, Spooky that's not stuff. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like a, a whole bunch of- um, like more recent ideas about these islands being kind of haunted, uh, bad spirits and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but despite these superstitions, uh, there were some old buildings uh, on the largest of the islands, uh, sorry, of the isles or islands, Aylan Moor. Uh, these were called, uh, there were some bothies, a Scottish term for small hut, uh, which are now all ruined, as well as the remains of the chapel to St. Flannan, the namesake of the isles. What was he the patron saint of? Well, flannel at church. Here's the thing: nobody's oh. quite sure which St. Flannan. There's oh, more than one. There's more than one okay. St. Flannan. These were apparently built by the Scottish clan MacPhail, or MacPhail. No, I like MacPhail. I think it's MacPhail. Yeah, and would have been built at some time between the 15th and 18th century. MacPhail. I like MacPhails. Yeah, the MacPhails. The MacPhails have failed. Uh, they do not. Well, have their a buildings anymore. aren't. Yeah, well, their buildings mm-hmm. aren't standing anymore either. They failed. Well, the walls are kind of there, but not great. Is that what happens when Macca's releases a burger that doesn't go over? They McFail. <laughs> a McFail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just did my Macca's health test. <laughs> oh, McFail. <laughs> oh, this is not what I ordered. What a McFail. <laughs> Let's make that a thing. Hashtag McFail. <laughs> In 1896, the Scottish Northern Lighthouse Board commissioned the construction of a lighthouse on Aylan Moor to Hang assist- on. The Scottish Lighthouse Board- Scottish Northern Lighthouse Board. They commissioned a lighthouse to be built. Yes. What else do they commission? Do they commission other buildings to be built or just lighthouses? The Northern Lighthouse Board just runs the lighthouses. Okay. I believe to this day, there's still like a nautical now, navigation- I'm, I'm making a joke, but- like placement and positions of lighthouses, pretty important. Yes. It's, a, it's an important thing. We respect all of our lighthouse enthusiast listeners. 
Are you That's singling? at least my mum. <laughs> so are you singling out someone? <laughs> mum. Oh, yeah. I haven't even mentioned that mum froths lighthouses. Like, really froths them. Mm. They're a uh, letterbox. Oh, don't doss them. Ah, true. Well, it's too late now. You, Nobody you- knows where they live. Okay. How many people out there do you reckon have what you're about to say? At least one. <laughs> exactly. All right. Don't go looking for my parents' house. Maybe I'll edit that out. Mum's got a lot of lighthouses in the house. She oh, really? froths them. Nice. Yes. Um, like, Sean, when we were children. Lego lighthouse? She's got that now, yes. Yeah, nice. Cool. Um, she was showing me that the other day. Um, Sean, when we were children, um, he would sometimes come into the house and turn stuff on its side, and that was his joke. I'd come home sometimes, and he'd just been there without me being there, and <laughs> all this stuff was on its side. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Sean was told explicitly, do not touch the lighthouses and do not touch the dolphins, and that was it. Everything else he could turn on its side. Yeah, right. That's how frothy. Very protective of her yes. lighthouses. Mum loves them. So, 1896, Scottish Light, uh, Northern Lighthouse Board. This episode's for you, Mum. Yes, it is. This episode brought to you by my mum. mum. <laughs> uh, that'll be $1,000, Mum, thanks. Whoa! That's our <clears throat> Sponsored by Mum. Construction would include the lighthouse, two landing zones for boats, Stairs, a crane, and railway tracks for the movement of the materials needed to run the lighthouse. Construction would take four years, being completed in 1899, with the lighthouse first being lit on the 7th of December, 1899. Was it stereotypical red and white striped? Uh, no, it was white. Just white? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's also like, uh, it's, it's like three stories for the actual lighthouse mm-hmm. and then a single story house, house at the bottom, at the bottom yep. of it. Yeah. Yep, yep. So the lighthouse would stand 23 metres or 70 feet, uh, 75 feet tall and would stand on top of a single-storey keeper's house, about mm-hmm. two-thirds the size of the lighthouse in Round the Twist, which is the lighthouse I judge all lighthouses by. Okay. What I learnt in researching this, one, the lighthouse have in- Have you ever? I have ever. Have felt like this? Yes, I have. Strange things happen. They do, yeah. What if they got that from this- Probably not. Mystery. Probably not at all. Happened Round the Twist. Um, what I learned in researching this was the lighthouse that's in Round the Twist, mm. not, not, not the like four that tool. at all. Oh, okay. No, it's not the tiny one at um, <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. No, that lighthouse, it just has a stairway in the middle. Oh. Yeah, it's not a house. Just a light. Yeah, and pretty much all lighthouses are not yeah, they don't have a light. house. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're just, just a stairwell up to the top. To a, to a big light. That really disappoints me. Actually, what was the lighthouse I went to? I went to uh, when we went down to Tweed Heads. The I think it's the easternmost point. Sure, it's a lighthouse, and it's like out on a like you got to walk two, three hundred meters mm. out on this like rocky outcropping, and it's like a, a big tall lighthouse. Got yeah. modern day light at the back with all the reflectors and stuff. You go up there and have a look at it. It's really cool, really interesting. All oh, right. Maybe I'll need to go visit that. You definitely should if you want to see lighthouses. Ask your mum. I'm sure she knows about it. She knows all about it. Four lighthouse keepers would work the lighthouse at any one time, with three on the island and one back on the mainland, working six weeks on and two weeks off. In mid-December of 1900, just a year after the lighthouse was completed, the three men on the island were 43-year-old principal lighthouse keeper James Ducat, who had a wife, four children, and had worked as a lighthouse keeper for 20 years. Donald MacArthur, who was 40 years old, had a wife and two kids and was only an occasional keeper who was only on the island covering for the first assistant keeper who was on sick leave, and Thomas Marshall, the second assistant, who was just 28 years old. The fourth keeper, Joseph Moore, was on his two weeks leave at the time. 
The men would be left on the island with an expected resupply and relief vessel scheduled for the 20th of December. This would be the last time that anyone off the island would see the three men. So that was uh, when they were dropped off in early December. Mm-hmm. You are researching the lighthouse. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find out what uh, what it is. Uh, that's not the one you saw, is it? A Cleveland. Yeah. No. Oh wait, that might actually be. Is it tiny? It doesn't look that tiny. Is it called the old Cleveland lighthouse? Yeah. Then yes. See, this is what a lot of lighthouses are, which is yeah. just like a two-story little. Little nub. Yeah, I want the one that's like. I think it's Fingalhead. Fingalhead. Fingalhead Lighthouse. Because when I but when I search it, it comes up like a little tiny one. Maybe you were just a kid, so you think it's bigger. No, this was like two years ago. Oh, <laughs> or three years ago. Why? Like, are you not just googling lighthouse Tweedhead? I did, but couldn't find it. Are you thinking of the Byron Bay Lighthouse? Yeah, that might be where we were, Byron Bay. Because it's a proper. Cape, yeah. The Cape Byron Lighthouse. Yeah, that's it. Is that what you're thinking of? I mean, there's only... So- oh, okay. It's not there anymore. But yeah, it's that's, like... That's it. That's the one. Okay. So, that's what you're thinking of. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cape Byron Lighthouse. It's like got full tours and stuff and it can go up, which are yeah. really good. But it is still also only like, what, four stories tall or something? Oh. I want like a giant... I want to go one of those giant European ones. Yeah. Like that are on the low crop of... Yeah. Like rocky crop. So they have to be like huge. Yeah. Where like the water hits them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. This one does look pretty cool. Like it looks like he could have lived in it at some stage. Yeah. It's like a museum. 23 mm. meters tall. Oh, so it's the same size as the one that we're talking about. Yeah. There you go. So that's the men on the island. Yep. You know, the history yep. of the isles. And as you were speaking about the men, the uh, story of it come back to me. So. Yes. <laughs> So John is uh, not reacting in real time. So, who raised the alarm of what happened? The first sign that something might not be right on the island was from a steamer, the Arctor, on the 15th of December. Captain Holman of the Arctor would note that he couldn't see the light of the lighthouse, though the conditions were clear enough that he should have been able to. He would report this when he arrived in port. However, it's unclear if this information was ever passed along to the Northern Lighthouse Board. Obviously, it's a big deal if a oh, yeah, if, lighthouse is if not lighting. Correct. That's very dangerous for yeah. passing sheeps. Sheeps. <laughs> What'd you say like that for? Sheep. <laughs> sheeps or sheep? Because there were sheep there. Could be either. Mm. Mm. Uh, there is were that, no sheep on the island. Is that, no, is that how sheep know when to graze? Like when the lighthouse is on? Sheep. The ship that was meant to reach the island on the 20th to resupply the men called the Hesperus, wasn't able to set sail on that date due to severe weather, and so would be delayed a full six days until the 26th. Uh, I get the impression that maybe this was a bit of a, oh, geez, oh, man, I guess it's, oh, it's too stormy. I guess we've got to stay till Christmas is over. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's finding any excuse to. Yeah, like, oh, a bit windy outside. It's like two two not winds. Oh, two oh, windy. Man, there's like two clouds in the sky. I don't know if we'll be able to make it. <laughs> The Hesperus would eventually reach the island on the 26th at noon and would soon start to uncover the strange clues strewn across the island. Strewn across strewn. the island. Strewn. You may remember me last night saying, how do you say strewn? How do you spell strewn? Yeah, uh, I was typing the. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the first thing they would notice would be that there was no flag on the flagpole. Oh, no. Mm, blasphemous. And that none of the empty provision boxes that would normally be left at the landing areas were there. Most ominous, though was the fact that nobody was there waiting for them. Was 
Wasn't the landing area like also just- Not this one. Messed up? Okay. No, this one was fine. The Hesperus would sound its whistle, to which they would receive no response. They would then send up a signal flare, which again would find no response. At this point, the decision was made to launch a small boat with Joseph Moore on board. Bald? On board. The relief lighthouse keeper that was to replace one of the men on the island. When he made it to shore, nothing at the east landing zone appeared to be amiss. He would then continue on to find the entrance gate to the compound, the main door to the lighthouse keeper's lodge, and the secondary door firmly shut. Moore would quickly run back to the landing zone to inform the Hesperus what he had found. The second mate and seaman (laughs) of the Hesperus (laughs) would (laughs) would join him for a second search. We could have just easily moved on past that, but you just had to do a little... <laughs> a little seedy nice. laugh. Uh, yeah, so the, the second mate and the seaman would join him for <laughs> a second search. That's going to make me laugh every time. Where they found more confusing evidence. I thought you were going to say more seamen. <laughs> 50 men. <laughs> the kitchen door would be left open and a single oilskin coat would be found, which hinted that two of the men had left with their coat while another had not. The fireplaces didn't seem to have been lit in days. The clocks were stopped from not being wound. A meal was half eaten on the table, already mouldy. And the beds were unmade as though someone had just stepped out of them that morning. The light of the lighthouse was found to be in perfect working order and fully prepped, but hadn't been lit for days. There was no sign of the missing men and more confusingly, no sign of what may have happened to them. Joseph Moore and three other seamen were left on the (laughs) island to operate the lighthouse I'm an adult, by the way. (laughs) You sure? While the Hesperus would be sent back to the mainland to telegraph the Northern Lighthouse Board of what had happened. They sent the following telegram. A dreadful accident has happened at the the Flannans. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall and the Occasional, have disappeared from the island. Can't even be named. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane. Yeah, you notice that as well. Yeah. They're just like the occasional, like he's an experienced lighthouse keeper. Yeah. And they just don't even know his name. <laughs> don't know it or just can't be bothered? Probably can't be bothered. I mean, it was MacArthur. Like that's pretty long. So, what, a, what a McFail. So yeah, they've, um, they've come on. They've not been able to find any mm. evidence yet. They're like- Like a half-eaten meal that would suggest that something- yeah, so of an emergency type has happened because he's had to leave. Well, the mid-meal. half-eaten meal is contentious. People don't mm-hmm. know whether the half-eaten meal is true or not, or whether it's, it's a, of, an embellishment added like later. leftovers or something. Yeah, or it may not have even been the case. Okay, because some people said, "Oh, it was like they'd just left." Some people said everything was where it should be. It was as mm-hmm. though they were just going about a normal day. Sure, but yeah, they've um they've searched the the building twice and they found nothing but the oilskin coats as evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know that one of them left without it. Keep in mind, it's Scotland in December. Cold. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So oilskin coat by the very important. By the ocean would be yes. quite cold. So the next day, Moore and the three other men would search the island further for more clues. More clues? More clues. Is he just leaving clues around? More clues, yes. Mm. He is dropping clues. Mm-hmm. It's Cluedo in there. Mm-hmm. While the east landing zone was left as it should be. You're so proud of yourself. Oh, it took you, only because it took you a couple of seconds to realise what I was yeah. saying. You've had to read it and go, oh, see what he's did there. Uh, more. Yeah, Joseph more. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. While the east landing zone was left as it should be, 
The west landing zone was a different story. Mm, what happened to the west landing zone? The landing was damaged. With How a damaged? Bo- a box that sat at 33 metres or 108 feet above the water that held tackle and mooring ropes, ropes, ropes <laughs> was destroyed. 33 metres above the water. 33 metres above the water. That's, that's a long way above the water. The ropes were strewn all over the rocks. So they've sort of been pulled out of the box. They're all over the place. The iron railings in the area were broken with some completely missing or wrenched free from the concrete. A rock weighing more than a tonne had also been moved. This damage was found to be listed in the logbook of the lighthouse, though, which seemed to indicate that it wasn't related to the disappearance. Interesting. Notably, though, there was a life buoy, those rings that you see chucked to people in the water, like your classic red and and white one, that was missing as well, which was usually attached to the railing 110 feet above the sea. It appeared that the ropes holding it in place hadn't been removed by a person which might indicate that it had been removed by a massive wave hitting the island. Not quite sure how they could tell that by looking at the ropes or looking at the uh, where the life buoy used to be. Um, well, wouldn't it just be like if the rope had looked torn or yeah, frayed? maybe. Compared to yeah. if it was removed by a human, you'd think that it was untied mm. or clean cut. Yeah. Now, 100 metres up, or sorry, 33 metres up, 100, 110 feet that's, up. Might, that's really- That's a long way up. That's a long way up. Why was it so high? Uh, was it due to the, tide? The area is known for big swell. Okay. Yeah. So, th- for reference, there's reports of water from waves hitting the top of the lighthouse 300 feet up. Which is 100 metres above the water. Yes. Wow. Mm. That big swell. Yeah. Big boy waves. That's- um. Can't think of the place in Hawaii with the big waves. Yeah. Um, actually, I was just watching a video today about big waves. <laughs> I cannot a, think of what it's called. The place with the biggest waves in the world in Portugal. Mm. Mm. Moore would investigate the clothing that was left by the three men, which would lead him to find that it was Donald MacArthur, the occasional relief the occasional relief lighthouse keeper, who had left his oilskin coat. Was this another Moore's clue? Yes, another Moore clue. Mm-hmm. Remembering... So, yeah, again, I mentioned that, you know, it's pretty frigging cold. So, leave yeah, yeah, without yeah. your coat, big deal. Yep. If the swell, spray, water, wet, cold. Yeah. Is it freezing temperatures at the moment or not quite? Not quite, I don't think. But cold. Certainly cold enough. The logbook that I mentioned earlier was also investigated, which had logs of the final days that the lighthouse keepers were on the island. The final entry in the log itself was from December 13th but a slate that was used for recording atmospheric readings and details of when the lighthouse lamp had been lit and extinguished had observations recorded until 9am on the 15th. The logs indicated that the men had been in poor spirits, mentioning strong storms causing gale force winds and crazy seas. Additional logs were reportedly found by the 28-year-old Thomas Marshall, stating that the men were so afraid of the storms that they had begun to pray. Despite being 150 feet above the ocean, and being almost guaranteed of their safety in the one-year-old building. One-year-old building? Yeah, it had just been finished a year before. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're locked up in your- Tiny little hut. Hut. Yeah. Or confines, Mm. and the storm is that bad that you can't leave, Mm. and you're terrified, and it's day after day, Mm. wave after wave. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Eventually, you would start to go a bit crazy. Yeah, that, that would suck. Yeah. Marshall also reported that James Ducat had been very quiet and Donald MacArthur, who was known to be a gruff fighter, had been seen crying in fear. 
Okay. The final logbook entry from Sook. Marshall on the 15th. Suck. <laughs> I just thought it would suck and now I'm ripping into yeah. it. The final logbook entry from Marshall on the 15th of December reportedly stated, storm ended, sea calm, God is overall. Having now given you that story, I should note that the Marshall logs are supposedly completely bogus. Oh, okay. <laughs> and don't exist at all. But whether they do or not, they still don't give a proper explanation of what happened as they don't indicate anything that would have actually caused the men to go missing. So they sort of end with like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. It's over. Yeah. Yep. Um, the official logs end on the 13th, but they do mention, you know, there's been storms. We're feeling a bit sad. But there was um, notes on the lighthouse up until yes. the fifth, morning of the 15th. Yeah. Yep. So okay. the 9am 9 9 on the 15th is the last um, atmospheric reading. There. Are they disputed or are they- Those are this? factual. Okay, cool. Yeah. The final clue as to what happened doesn't come from the island itself, but from the only person who had any chance to communicate with the men on the island. Was it, was it another lighthouse uh, or someone with a, was like a signal? Somebody who uh, should have been paying attention. Yeah, okay. As there was no radio, the men on Aylan Moor could hang balls and discs from a rod sticking out of the sorry, lighthouse. Sorry, what? Uh, balls and discs. From a what? Uh, from a rod. Balls from a rod. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> they could, uh, it, that rod was sticking out of the lighthouse lamp balcony. And if, it would be seen by a seaman? No. Oh. Just a guy. <laughs> and they would hang these to say if they were in distress or needed help. Yeah, you're proud of yourself. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am proud of myself a little bit. They would hope that a passing ship or a nearby island would see it and help them out. As it so happened, 18 miles away from the island is Galen Head where a man named Roderick McKenzie was paid eight pound a year to watch for communications from a lighthouse. Each night, he was supposed to note whether he could see any signals and whether he could see the light at night, and then report any discrepancies to the Northern Lighthouse Board. Has he not been doing his job and been doing a bit of at night, a bit of drinky-drinky, a little bit of at night and not paying attention? Well, look, I can't say whether he was drunk or not. However, the Northern Lighthouse Board would send investigators to ask if he had seen anything. And he would admit that he hadn't seen the island itself between the 7th of December and the 29th of December due to the weather. He had not seen the light of the lighthouse since the 12th of December until Moore had lit it again on the 26th and noted that he had been troubled by not seeing it, but had failed to report these strange yeah. clues to anyone. Why, why, why not say anything then? Like- I know. And you're paid to do it. Yeah. Is it isn't the lighthouse meant to be like every night? Lit yes. every night? Lit every night. And so you've been watching for two weeks and it hasn't been lit. Yeah. And you he haven't seen, seen it from the 12th, which is three days before it supposedly turned off. Yeah. So he hasn't actually been looking until the 26th when it gets turned back on. Uh, yeah. He was being paid specifically to telegram the Northern Lighthouse Board head office immediately if he failed to see the light so that someone could be sent as soon as possible to repair the light or retreat or relieve the crew. Guess that was a wasted eight pounds. Hey, I forgot what I was going to say. It's important to note that Mackenzie was oh. not a lighthouse keeper. No, but he's probably heard the story of what's happened and then got, oh, crap. Yeah. I need to start. Yeah, yeah. He, he come back on on the 26th. I say, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. <laughs> he doesn't know. No, no he, doesn't, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't he's just know like, anything. this is the easiest eight pounds I've ever gotten. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he probably watched it for long enough. He's like, ah, it's on every night. All yep. good. So it's important to note that Mackenzie was not a lighthouse keeper and hadn't had any experience in the role. 
It's possible that a real lighthouse keeper would have reported the outage a lot faster. James Ducat, the principal lighthouse keeper, had proposed an experiment with the Northern Lighthouse Board to throw up a predetermined signal and see how long it would take for somebody to report it and take the appropriate action. This test was never approved by the Lighthouse Board, and so he never got to prove that it wasn't a great system. Well, I mean, he did, but by dying. (laughs) He could still be out there? He could. You know what? Maybe he is. He might have been 43 at the time in 1900, and so now would be closing in on 180-something years old. I believe it. He could still be out there. So that's all the clues we have as it stands. That's it. Perhaps it's time to dive in because of the ocean and take a look at some of the theories people have come up with. What's your theory off the bat? Um, I feel like theory. Dancing, dancing. <laughs> um, yeah, there was some sort of emergency. Uh, either they were setting one of the boxes up for like the incoming supplies, waves coming in. Hit one of them, other two freaked out to go help. And then that, another wave's come and taking mm. them as well. That's why. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, either that or the last that, thing I'm about to tell you. Or yep. the um, spirit was angry that no sheep had been given to them in a couple of years and he'd just come along and taken <laughs> them out. Where I, is my mother sheep? And he's taken them out. Where's my sheeps? Sheep. So, swept into the seas is theory one. Mm -hmm. This one seems pretty reasonable. And the correct one. (laughs) This one seems pretty reasonable, with the theory being that a wave knocked the tackle box from its spot 33 metres up, damaging the box and scattering the tackle and ropes. This then caused two of the men to leave the lighthouse to try and retrieve it all, ultimately ending up with one man being swept from the landing spot into the water. The second may have then run up to get help from the third, which in this theory would be Donald MacArthur. Leaving his coat behind because- Emergency. That's right. MacArthur might leave his coat uh, in his hurry, which would then explain it being left behind. And then while trying to save the first man, the other two may have then been swept off the island by a rogue wave. It's also possible that they simply got blown off the island by strong winds. A nearby location, a nearby location called the Butt of Lewis was once- Sorry? Yep. Has this got to do anything with the rod and balls? No. Seamen? The Butt of Lewis was once considered the windiest location in UK. In the UK. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, it no, was. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It, are you telling me it was the flatulent centre of the UK? The Butt of Lewis. The windiest spot. No, it wasn't. Yep. And it's called The Butt. The Guinness, the Guinness Book of World oh. Records had it. The butt was yes. the windiest place. Yes. I'll tell you where my windiest place is. Your mouth, because you're always running your mouth. <laughs> oh, damn, boy. <laughs> that hurts. Burn. You know what the wettest place is now? My eyes, because I'm crying. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, while attempting to retrieve the ropes, they may have simply just been blown into the water. So, go back to the butt. Uh, is it, oh, it was just to state that it was the, the windiest place. Yes. In- so it's nearby. It's like. It's up the, uh, like a little bit further north. Okay. But that was considered the windiest place in the UK. Is that closer to Ireland? Further from Ireland. Oh, further from Ireland. Yes. Closer to Scotland. Right. Further from Ireland. But close to the islands. But closer than Ireland to the Isles. Right. Yes. 
I'm so glad we come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) While this theory seems pretty straightforward, the question remains. Why would experienced lighthouse keepers get caught off guard by waves and wind? They should have known to leave one person in the lighthouse in outer danger, and even still, shouldn't have been so badly caught off guard that both remaining on the island slipped into the water. So, yes, this theory seems the most reasonable. It's probably, like in my opinion, probably the right one, but there are some holes in it. Like, why did the third guy leave? That is completely against everything they're taught, which is don't all of you be out on the island at one time. I mean, yeah, but when your mate has just been swept into the ocean, it's kind of like panic stations and you're probably not thinking straight. If you had days of storms and been cooped up, you probably, yeah. you know, you're not thinking straight. You're just like, yeah. crap, need Let's to save, get him. Need to yeah. save my mate type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Just imagine being like, Let's go get him. We'll save him. And then you're in the water as well, all floating away from the island like, oh, crap. Um, scary stuff. <laughs> Do you reckon they have, would have had time to go, oh, crap, or they just been swept off into the rocks, knocked out and just like- I reckon they probably just got knocked off. Yeah. yeah knocked out in the rocks. Yeah. Theory two, one of them went full shining, as in the shining. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh, no. Then why are you referencing it? Uh, because I can reference things that are popular. Okay. This theory states that due to the possibility of poor morale, one of the men had a psychological breakdown and killed the others in a fit of rage. Whoa. Then threw himself into the surf. Rough. As already stated, MacArthur was known to be a bit of a fighter. Mm, That's right. And he was also the one that was like apparently the most upset by the- Yeah, he was the one crying. He was the big tough guy, but he was also crying. Allegedly crying. Okay. Okay. Alternatively- Another version of this theory includes the men falling in love with each other. Ooh, bit of a lover's triangle. Yes, bit of a love triangle. Mm. Bit of a 1900s Brokeback Mountain. And then having their relationship end. Lighthouse Mountain. Lighthouse Mountain. And then having their relationship end, mm. which then turned, turned deadly. Sour. deadly. And then it's That's what I said. something from that episode, uh, that crime and investigation channel. Doom, doom. They're always talking about lovers killing each other. Uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Well, yeah. There was no evidence of violence on the island, though. Where's the blood? Where's the murder weapon? That's right. And no record of the men having any particularly fond feelings towards one another. Well, I wouldn't use that as an evidence. Back then, they probably wouldn't have been. Yeah, they're not exactly going to write down, oh, gee, James (laughs) looking pretty thick today. (laughs) Post-workout pump is looking sweet. No, well, in that day and age, that probably wouldn't have been very forthcoming with- No, they would not have been. No. Yeah, nobody's going to be like, oh, Donald, look at those muscles. Donald. Oh, Donald. Yeah, this theory is entirely based on speculation, but it does have a certain je ne sais quoi, doesn't it? It makes a good story. Mm. Don't let the truth get in the road of a good story. That's but right. right here in Cheeky Towers, we always tell you the truth, while it being a good story. That is correct, sir. Speaking of- Stories. Stories. Aliens. Oh. <laughs> the too spooky theory is that aliens abducted them. This theory only exists because there is no evidence to the contrary, and as is the way, people end up assuming aliens if they can't explain it. <laughs> the evidence for this is that there's no evidence That's against right. it. That's right. <laughs> Proved to me it wasn't aliens. Huh? Yeah, you can't. Aliens. <laughs> oh. They're going to like 100 style of it, and these lighthouse keepers are going to just reappear on the on the uh, on the uh, island. Uh, uh. Hundred what no eighty hundred and eighty years later. Well hundred and forty mm. years later. Too bad the islands uh, don't have anyone on them anymore. 
other spooky supernatural sheep. A supernatural sheep. sheep? No. Okay. It's supposed to be the, oh. the, the one ending in T. Yep. Other local theories are based on legend and myths. Mm-hmm. The first is water sprites, the blue Ooh. men of the minch, effectively blue mermaids. I was going to say, uh, like men mermaid? Mermen? Or Merman. Or mermaids. Merman. Mermen. These creatures are said to hide in caves and sink ships in order to drown sailors. What? The bloody, you know, we're trying to think of the Greek story, the Odyssey. Yeah. Mermaids feature in that. Yeah. And the name of it is right, right oh. in the tip of my tongue. And I still cannot think of the name of it. Uh, this is from last episode. Last episode, I know. to us is like two hours ago. Oh. To you, could be two weeks ago. What is its name? It's right there. It's not Ulysses Odyssey. Yes, it's Ulysses Odyssey. Hey, there we go. There you go. Cool. Well, if uh, you were hanging out for that from last episode, we <laughs> got there. too long. <laughs> so, yeah, these mermen, they live in caves and they sink ships in order to drown sailors. So, they scoot on up, grab them, yep. suck them down. Suck them down. Uh, had these sprites come across the men, they would have, uh, the men would have had to beat the sprites in a rhyming battle to survive the encounter. Excuse they'd be dragged to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, they they do got to do it like a, a freestyle rap battle before killing them. Pretty much, yes. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either until this story. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, this is it. one of those like- Come across those, oh, be careful of the, the <laughs> yeah. mermen out there. But what? if you do, just have a- Have a, a book of, ra- of limericks. Yeah, have a rap ready to go <laughs> just in case. <laughs> How would you defend yourself against it, boy? I wouldn't. I'm dead. I'm not good with like, words. Oh, your merman's tail is weak. Um, I'm going to beat you and you're going to fail. I don't know. That was no, I, I, I technically rhymed, rhyming. I rhymed the second last word with the last <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, not exactly the best. Orange on your door hinge. There you go. Rhymed orange. Orange with your door hinge. Yep. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I might survive. You won't. Um, a second supernatural theory. You said Ulysses Odyssey? Yeah. Or Homer's Odyssey? I think it might be uh, Homer's Odyssey. You might be right. A second supernatural theory mm. is based on a local legend centred around Joseph Moore's entrance to the lighthouse on the 26th. He's- Okay. It's said that when Moore opened the door of the lighthouse on the 26th, three large crows were perched atop the lighthouse and they took flight to leave the island once he entered. Has this got anything to do with like- North mythology, like Odin. Some Scottish people believe that these were the three men that were left on the island, transformed into birds. By which? They were being punished for staying on the island for so long by the spirits of the island. Okay, interesting. Uh, These two theories seem very unlikely, in my opinion, but hey, catch the imagination. It's a bit of poetic. Mm. It's a bit poetic, the three crows. They feel the very men. much like those old school, like, grim tales that yeah. are, like, told to scare you off something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Flannan Isles, uh, Isles were inhabited by lighthouse keepers until 1971, when it was fully automated. Until oh. the last men left the island, the keepers on the island would report hearing the names of the men on the wind and a spooky presence hanging about. Must have been hard not to have had their disappearance in the back of your mind at all times. For those of us who didn't have to stay there afterwards, though, it's just a really good mystery, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. And that, my friend, is that. The, the story Isles. of Flannan Isle. Yep. Which is not an island. 
It's a really good story. It's interesting. What? How, I guess we'll never really officially know what happened. Yeah. I mean, there's only one theory there that actually feels like it makes sense. I got washed off. Yeah, the washed off one. That yeah. one to me feel like all the evidence points to that. But like you said, it's just a couple of things. Like why was one journal kept to one day and the next one wasn't like- Yeah. That, that, it's possible that the, Is the marshal logs are not real at all. Okay. Here's my theory. Yeah. I'm going to combine a few. Yeah. So the aliens took them? No. No. Big like, wave and then the aliens took them. Yeah. Big wave and then they, <laughs> they took them out of the water- to save them, but then they took them off to the wherever they go. <laughs> so, like you said, they were experienced not to have all three people out. Yeah. So they they followed that protocol, right? One person got washed in. Yeah. Fixing the tackle box or whatever. Second guy's gone down to do it, and the third guy stayed in the lighthouse. Yeah. The guy trying to rescue the first guy, he got washed away as well. Yeah. So then old mate was left by himself, kept the one record until – like the atmospheric pressures and a couple of days later, got really depressed because his friends died, been alone for two days. Jumped in the ocean. Jumped in the – left his coat. Didn't need the coat because he was jumping in the ocean. Mm. That's why the coat was left. He's gone, jumped in the ocean. Yeah, himself. that one makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Case solved. Cheeky yeah. tails, solving the case. I yeah. – That's my theory. I can see the murder one. Like maybe they had a fight just outside of the lighthouse. Mm. And, and again, the coat was left because he's killed the other two, dumped yeah. their bodies. Time to go. But uh, if it was done outside. Yeah. Look, honestly, the one that makes sense, it's the swept in the ocean one. But yeah. then they said that the damage was in the log. True. So if the damage is in the log, did the damage happen earlier? And then they went back to try and fix it later? I'd say they were there trying to fix it. The first guy gets done. Yeah. Second guy gets done. Third guy gets lonely and sad, does himself in. Yeah. But then, like, why would you not just wait? You knew that there was a ship coming. Just wait. Well, if you've already had the emotional turmoil of being stuck in all those storms, you're already depressed. You're I too- mean, wait to go fix the stuff. Oh, yeah, true. You've got another landing zone. Just tell them to go over that side. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, a bit weird. Could have been bored. Needed See, something to do. This is why it's still a mystery. Yeah, I see, you can't yeah, just you, you come with one story and then- Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, it's very interesting. Hmm. I'll have to chuck that on the list of destinations that Cheeky Tales can go to, the Flaming yeah. Isles. I would love to go see it because mm. the, the lighthouse is still there. Yep. Um, the landing zones are still there. The um, railway tracks are not. So the railway tracks they had ran from the lighthouse down and then split at a junction and went to the east and west. Yep. Um, they got replaced in like the 50s. Did you say how big the aisle was? Like it must be no. fairly large to have like a railway track. And I'm, like, I'm thinking- Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably it's a few not football fields. It's not 800 square metres, like, like enough for like a house and like a shack or something. But Yeah, no, it's it's fairly big. It's it, like a, at least a few football fields yeah, okay. of size. Like people would bring their sheep over. Yeah, so, true. Um, yeah, like it's, it's decent. Um, yeah, but- uh, yeah, the, the lighthouse is still there. Uh, it's all automated now, so nobody actually lives there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to go there as an Airbnb. Um, but, spooky. yeah. Too spooky. Uh, yeah, I don't want to end up in the water. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's one of those places that maybe we'll never get to see. Very cool. One of the cool things you said too was that the waves were touching the top of the lighthouse. Yeah. Like that's 
That's sick. That's huge. Oh, I should say, actually- and the quality of construction for it to be withstanding such- Like, that's a big yeah. wave. There's a lot of force behind it. Yeah. Um, the only upgrade is a giant landing pad for a helicopter now. Oh, cool. So they don't really use the landing zones anymore. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see a giant wave like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, from afar. Yeah, maybe not in the lighthouse. <laughs> not, not on the island or- <laughs> a bit spooky. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Well, thanks, boy. Glad you enjoyed. I did. I feel like we've solved it. I, feel I like think it's pretty clear what happened, yeah. The currently what, all three were done trying to save one bloke or the they uh, my theory where they adhere yeah. to the protocol and Yeah, I think yours makes sense. Mm. The all three done in one makes sense. Mm-hmm. The murder one kind of makes sense to me, like maybe they got sick of each other, threw each other off in the water. Yeah, I just feel like there'd be more evidence. Yeah, you'd think so. Like there'd be something in the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um if you enjoyed that and even if you didn't Go to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our Twitter page uh, at Cheeky Tales Pod on all three. Uh, we post supplemental images there, so you get an idea of what we're talking about with these places today. Um, when you have a look at those images, um, and if you could uh, follow us there, so you can be part of the community and get your say in on on what you thought of each episode, uh, and also on the uh, wherever you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe because then that way you can just go straight back to your feed, and there it is every fortnight. And, and give us a share. Like um, podcast spreading, it's very important word of mouth. Like mm. it's the, the best way for a podcast to be able to grow. Yeah. So um, tell people you know about us. Um, hopefully they'll find an episode that re- resonates with them and continue listening to find out some more mm. amazing and interesting stories or mysteries. Yeah. As and the more you share, the more of this we can do. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're going to do it anyway. Even if it's just me and you listening on release day, we're still going to do it. We have fun. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy doing this. Anyway. Um, but we appreciate you listeners. Please share us. And uh, see you next time for my story. Yeah, thank you very much. And we will see you then. Good night. Good night.